for the hottest news out of the obstacle racing scene? Want to stay up to date on the freshest info, the latest podiums, and hear interviews with the who's who in OCR? Well, you've come to the wrong place. Well, some of that you'll find here. But we're not the media. This is not ORM, OCM, OCRM, ORCM. This is OCR Talk. Hello, this is Jason Dupree. And this is Anna Landry. Were you taking a sip of water? No, I was chewing gum, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> you were just a moment late, so I thought I caught you at the wrong time. This is episode number 56 of OCR Talk. Thank you for listening. We are going to break up what could be th- three episodes into... It might turn into three episodes, depending on how much time we have to record... So we've got, you know, topics that I think are, are good enough or long enough to be an episode apiece. And we're going to see how far we can get in. But, you know, that's yet to be determined. So we might have a few episodes coming out this week all at, all at the same time or one after the other. What do you There's think? a lot happening. <laughs> yes. And that's kind of what we were hoping for and have somewhat expected and we're and I'd say happily have not been let down at this point, like right. the rest of the year. Right. Well, I feel like stuff is starting to pick back up, just not, it's like all localized in certain areas of the country. Yeah. And people are starting to try to do events, but modified in ways to, you know, try and keep everybody safe. And mm-hmm. I'm I'm sure there's some upswing to COVID cases based off of that, but hopefully, you know, people are trying to just be normal as, as can be, but also not make that happen too much. I think everybody just wants to get back to normal period. I think everybody's like, <laughs> like over, it, over it. Screw this. We're going to do it anyway. And just, exactly. uh, yeah, it's like his normal life, just wearing a mask for the rest of forever now. Um, I'm going to say no. I recently watched a movie called uh, 2067. It's a time traveling movie, but in the future they have to wear masks because the world is they've lost we've lost so much green. Basically, I think all the plants have died basically, and then everybody you know you go outside you gotta wear a mask like a like a full on mask with oxygen and everything. Oh goodness! It's like at least we're not there yet. No, don't say yet. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, hopefully another 60 years will still be good. <laughs> good I hope go. I'm long gone by then. Well, shoot, that's only 40 years from now. Yeah, I hope I'm long gone by then. <laughs> not that I wish to 40 be years? Dead. Not that I wish to be dead in 40 years, but <laughs> I'm just saying, whenever that happens, I just oh. I don't want to be <laughs> Yeah. Well, I, I'm a big fan of Futurama, so I like seeing the way they play out the, the years. And from the year 2000 to the year 3000 like civilization has rose and and died multiple times (laughs) by then it's very similar to what we have now but you know super futuristic lots of uh flying cars and stuff and automated robots but it's like see i imagine a future like in idiocracy (laughs) yeah yeah, right (laughs) all right well Instead of kind of talking about what we normally kind of jump in with what has been going on, that's kind of the topics of this, of these, uh, you know, multiple possible podcast episodes. 
So, um, you know, obviously I want to talk about Conquer the Gauntlet and the 50 miler that we did this past weekend. Now, mm-hmm. other topics that we want to get into is virtual toughest and, and all the things that that's going to entail, but that'll probably be the last topic. So, um, what do you got? You got anything before we get into Conquer the Gauntlet? No. Nope. Oh, I you had, did a, I had my trail race. Yeah. Uh, yep. I had my 10 miler, which I had only originally signed up for the five. Well, no, originally I did sign up for the 10 miler. Then I found out I was on call that weekend. Then our hospital, um, procedure lab got shut down because there was a leak in the ceiling. So, <laughs> so I wasn't <laughs> on call anymore. <laughs> So I signed back up for the 10 miler um, from the 5k and I ran the 10 miler, which was really cool because I just wanted to like really take it easy and just like not even pay attention to pace, just run off a feel and like good solid like 50% ish effort. And um, because I had never run the trail, the trail before where it was at in Lakewood. And um, yeah, I finished in like an hour 47 ish which wasn't a super fast pace, but, um, for a 10 miler, but it was good. I had a decent amount of climbing and some hills and like one little water crossing that eight of us did <laughs> because whenever we started in the morning, it was around 40 something degrees maybe. And it was super windy. And, um, about halfway through, we got all the smoke from the wildfires and stuff start rolling in and yeah i was glad whenever it was over but it was it was awesome it was a good run it was like the first run in a really long time where i felt like man this is like this is fun again like (laughs) fun again i'm not just like spinning my wheels and you know but i was actually able to like enjoy it and no pressure no you know i don't know there wasn't i didn't put a lot of pressure myself for this race so i was i was pretty happy with it yeah i do believe that being competitive and it's not like we're pros or anything but we still like being competitive i I think that's a good thing to do every once in a while because i i see people that get anxious because they're wanting to perform a certain way and i know i've done that i I don't feel like i get anxious but i've put pressure on myself Mm -hmm. and then when you do that you get disappointed so yeah going out there sometimes and saying, I'm, I don't I really, truly, honestly don't care about position or, or anything. I just want to try and have a good time. Sometimes just having a good, uh, feel during your run gives you that, exp- that the feeling that you would get from winning, you know, like mm-hmm. that was a win just because I ran well and I enjoyed it. Yeah. And it's, if I find if you're, if you're too focused on like, the competition aspect and that's what you're zeroing in on all the time and you can even get burnt out on that and mm-hmm. i think that's where i was at i think that's where i was at with my <laughs> racing because i'm like i just want to like be able to race and have fun again and like enjoy it again you know and especially with all the uncertainty around like are races going to happen when are they going to happen am i going to have to travel super far <laughs> for to even participate in a race um so I think that's what I was struggling a lot with. And that's why like maybe some of my um, consistency on my training schedule kind of slacked off a bit. So um, yeah, I, I, um, I think that's where I was at <laughs> 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 to, put it, yeah. to put it simply, I guess. 
Um, For the majority of people, remembering why you started racing in the first place is, is can, can be very helpful. Definitely. Yeah. And I think that's maybe what this whole pandemic has, has forced you to do. You know, because if you don't have a race on the horizon, then what are you and why are you really training for? You know, it makes you it really makes you think about your why again. Um, mm-hmm. And it really makes you focus on that instead of, oh, I, I got to beat this person and this person, or I got to finish in, you know, top three or top 10 or, you know, mm-hmm. so yeah, it was fun. And I finished for them, my age group. And I was like, cool. I wasn't even trying. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, yeah. You, you said before, in the last episode, you said that you were only going to be able to do the 5k because of work. And then you, you, you weren't on call anymore. So you got to do the 10. Right. Now you said the 5k was mostly road. Right. So I didn't know what the layout was like, but um, it had this this park in Lakewood has uh, a lot of trails just kind of intertwining with each other. Um, and there are some parts of it that are paved trail, just like sidewalk. Um, so, yeah, it looks like the 5K loop was like partially gravel trail and partially that sidewalk loop. Um, and then the 10 miler went more um more extensively in the trail system i guess you could say because it the the part of the park where we were at um it's just a bunch of loops um that kind of loop back into a general area so um i was talking to one of the girls afterwards um and she said she had she runs that park a lot because like she can just kind of explore without really getting worried about getting lost on a trail somewhere because she knows eventually they all loop around to the same (laughs) trailhead, I guess. (laughs) What was the name of the race? Um, the, Oh gosh, the great trailhead (laughs) foot race. (laughs) The great trailhead. Yeah. The great trailhead foot race. (laughs) Hmm. Interesting. How many, how many participants were out there? Do you think? There was 175. Um, nice. There was 175 total, and that's with the 5K and the 10 milers. And um, we went out in waves of like 10 people, I think. Yeah, 10 people. And we started, the waves started at around 7.15. Um and you can pretty much pick what wave you were in, depending on when you signed up and how fast those waves filled up. Um, so if you were a certain pace, then you could pick to be in that wave if there was room. Mm. So. But it was still just chip time for the final results? Yeah. Nice. Yep. Everything and, uh, timed and everything. And they even had like a finish line thing where they were giving out like the 10-milers the, the got finisher mugs. And, nice. Um, I don't know what the 5K people got, but I think they just got... I wish mugs. more races would do that. Give out something practical. Right. I love getting mugs. You use a mug. I never have, <laughs> I never have enough mugs. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then they had like a couple of vendors there. Like there was a juice vendor handing out free bottles of juice. Their, their cold cool. juice. And um, yeah, I was. they had like a little covered picnic area where everybody was able to like spread out and um 
watched the finish line ceremony because they did give out awards for like top three overall and then they did top three in each age group so Mm, nice yeah no that seems to be one of the things that some events have been not including to make sure they can have it is is not doing the award ceremony so it's just another way of keeping people from being close to each other i guess so it's interesting to see that they they did that but yeah. did they actually have people stand on a podium or was it more no. of a it was more just of go like stand a, over there? Yeah, it was more of like an informal <laughs> thing. Like they called um, each person up individually and would hand them their award and then like they would go take a picture somewhere. <laughs> OK, cool. Uh, the picture, uh, the pictures that I saw of you, you were going through a creek <laughs> and it was not uh, I mean, it wasn't it wasn't a dry creek. No. That's for sure. Yeah, I really thought it was going to be a dry creek. <laughs> because we have a creek that runs through our property where we're staying at and that creek has been dried up since like (laughs) July. Um, But this creek, uh, not so much. And it was very, it was quite cold, but it was nice. It was was really nice. But I was surprised at how many runners were like, I don't want to get wet. So (laughs) they had, they had um, a choice where you could go up top over the creek, over the bridge. Or you could choose to do the water crossing. And I'm like, screw that. If I'm going to be doing a trail race, I want to do a water crossing. <laughs> yeah. Did it did it change the mileage at all? Nope, not at all. Not okay. at all. Because uh, whenever I came back, um, I didn't realize I was at that creek crossing until I went up and over it. I was like, this area looks familiar. And I looked down and that's where the creek was. And I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> and yeah, it didn't change the mileage at all. It was not even bad. <laughs> hmm. What area was that? So you're in Golden. Where uh-huh. was the it race? Was it was in Lakewood. Um, so it's about 20-ish minutes away from me. Is that, wh- where is that? Is that like north, south of you, um, uh, east, west? Don't ask me cardinal directions. <laughs> I don't know cardinal directions. Um, so it's, oh, I don't know north of denver ish northwest <laughs> okay is it like like denver suburbs uh, in the north side that because uh, it sounded familiar yeah. that's why i was asking <laughs> yeah <laughs> okay <laughs> yeah so what else uh, so you did that this the weekend before last right yep it was nice and you, you were running that while i was running conquer gallant i believe uh, the same weekend yeah yeah, that was the same yeah. weekend. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Uh, so while you were doing that, I'll, I'll since it was the same day, I'll go into go into Conquer okay, Gauntlet. Into the... <laughs> What's that? Okay. Yeah, segue like on in. On, yeah. on into CTG. Um, CTG Dallas was, uh, as usual, it was a great event. I mean, I haven't been to one of theirs that I was like, meh, that was kind of lame. I mean, I've always enjoyed their events, but... The really cool thing about this one is that I, I don't think they had a venue for this year. So they, they, and maybe because of COVID, but they weren't going to be able to put on the race. You know, it got pushed back from the normal date of uh, early June and which is always a terrible time to have a race in Dallas. Yeah. Uh, but uh, nonetheless, they, they had to move it and they ended up getting their, the race out of, not a venue, but just somebody's farmland. So this is, you know, some of the 
farmland type races around are, are kind of kind of venues where people use those as uh, you know, you can go out there and get and do wedding stuff or have some kind of uh, like outdoor adventure or whatever. A lot of the race races that uh, you know Spartan does or places these different ranches that have that kind of activities. But this was just somebody's just farmland that they didn't do anything normally like that. So it was a guy, I believe AC. Is that do I have that name right? Is it where we have the his last name. five O? No, it was not at, at Five O Ranch. Um, here, I, I know I've, <laughs> I know I've got AC Hale. Yeah. So if you don't recognize the name, you might recognize the face if you saw him at a Concord Gauntlet, because I know I've seen him at, at plenty of Concord Gauntlets before as well. But apparently it was his family's land or something like that. So he was the kind of the connection that was able to get the main prizes with the, the owners of the land and get the whole race set up. So, you know, we kind of all have AC to thank for that. Pretty awesome. Um, he actually came up to me and introduced himself. And I know, like I said, I recognized him and, and we had chatted for a bit. So I got to hear the, the story of how it all came about. So very thankful for that, that it happened. And it was honestly a great piece of land for it. It was really cool that it was about half um, field. And so you're running through you know, cow pasture, which the unfortunate part about that is the, the really uh, rocky, not rocky, uh, craggy ground. So you got a lot of divots in the ground. So you really got to watch your, your footing and your an ankles there. Um, but it was about half that and half running through some woods and uh, different trails within those woods. So it was a really kind of fun and, and pretty coarse. Um, it was a gorgeous day. I think the temperatures started in the mid fifties and ended probably maybe mid seventies or so. Oh my gosh. You can't ask for better weather. Yeah. <laughs> now you can ask for better oh, weather yeah. weather. And we actually got it the next weekend, but I'll talk about that later. Um, so the, it ended up being overcast majority of the time too. So even though it was uh, when it got a little warmer, it still wasn't crazy hot. Now when the sun came out, it still felt really nice too. Yeah. But it was kind of it, it didn't come out a lot. And the once you pulled up and parked, you know, there wasn't a ton of people. So the parking wasn't bad. Um, pulling up, you're walking up and, and getting your, your bib and everything was pretty nice and quick. And the festival area was there as usual with their, you know, a few sponsors and uh, their merchandise tent and all that stuff. So uh, just the normal setup, it was a really good, really good setup. And. Um, they had their continuum area. So in the past they had done where they've got drawn out pit spaces, but I guess they've kind of seen that, you know, their continuum is not getting a huge crowd and especially this year. So they didn't bother with the, those, uh, drawn out spaces. Instead, they just had an area where everybody just kind of put their stuff. So everybody was just kind of, it was, wasn't anything organized about it. Everybody was just there and it wasn't so many people that it needed to be any extra organization. So mm -hmm. it worked out really well. How many people um, signed up? How many people were there? <clears throat> Continuum. Oh, shoot. <laughs> I, why, why would I not have these numbers on, on hand? If, I, if we stay real quiet, the, um, <laughs> hang on. <laughs> we could look it up. <laughs> <laughs> trying, to, trying to make a joke and trying to type at the same time. <laughs> I'm going to pull this up here in a second. 
Full race results. All right. Yeah. So I was saying, if, if we stay quiet, the uh, noise reduction—not the noise reduction, the, the truncated truncate silence command—will will take it out. But now we're, I'm talking and messing it up, so it's just a joke. Anyway, so we had overall there was in the this is this is just the elite wave. So just the elite wave was ninety nine people. Huh. That's some pretty good participation numbers. Yeah, it's not bad. Uh, and, and they definitely, you know, run in continuum. You see everybody else that's going through. So they had they had to have some decent numbers because there was a, a fairly continuous well, open waves going through. Didn't uh, didn't some people who are running continuum also run elite? Then so yes. Wouldn't you have some overlap with some a little people? bit? But, but let's see the number four continuum. There wasn't a ton. There's only three people. That's how I got third. (laughs) (laughs) You and your 24. I'm kidding. (laughs) 24 people in continuum. Okay. And I don't know if it's considered a DNF or not or whatever. I don't know if they do anything like that. But there were a handful of people that only completed one lap. But they were signed up for Continuum, so maybe they were just done after that or got hurt. Who knows? But there were um, two people that got six laps, which was, I think, maybe for Amy Padgett, the first uh, may have been the first female to get six laps at a Continuum race, which is pretty that, amazing. I think I think I remember seeing her post about that. That um, that was her first time because she hit the elite podium too. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I think she didn't. She hit like first or no, maybe it was second. I can't remember, but I know she yeah, didn't hit the elite podium. She did. She was the overall female winner. Uh, well, hang on. She was second overall uh, for the elite wave. And then um, she won the female okay. continuum. And then she won continuum. Yeah. Right. Yep. That's awesome. Interestingly, the the male that won continuum, Scott. Where where is he? Where's where's Zicky? I think. I think it's where's Zicky. Um, what's that? I was just apologizing oh, for butchering his last name. You know, he's in Discord, and I've <laughs> like we've had this conversation already. Like, how in the world do you say his name? Um, but he got a tie for third place with Spencer Rao. I don't know. I would love to see that. I, I didn't get to see any any footage of it. I would love to, if anybody, if it's out there, even to see, to see how that finish came about. How that played out. Yeah, because they don't have, so with this race, you know, one of the things that they had done to, I, I, probably this year to cut costs is to take away timing chips. So they mm-hmm. were just timing people at the finish line. So I, I, I take it, they crossed at the exact same moment. <laughs> And they were like, well, that's the finish. We, we don't have a camera to do a, you know, flash a photo finish. <laughs> I don't know. Nobody I heard it was pretty epic. Nobody was live streaming the, uh, the finish? I'm not sure. I know HB was at, at certain points, but I don't think she was at that time. I gotcha. Anyways... Uh, yeah, so the, the race overall was a lot of fun. Um, I went out very easy on purpose because, you know, as, as we've discussed about a lot, I've been 
struggling with hydration. So I really wanted to make sure that I didn't push too hard and have that happen. So I did uh, just go out easy, um, made sure I, I drank uh, as much as I had told you know, my, my nutrition plan played out very well. I didn't have any issues with that. Uh, I drank when I was supposed to, and they actually had three water stations on course, which was really nice. So instead of uh, carrying water, say it again. I said, that's not bad for considering the CTG course is only like what, four, yeah, four miles. Yeah. Mile course. Right. So like yeah, it was, it was, pretty good. it was really good. Uh, so, you know, I saw that ahead of time. I was like, all right, well, cool. With three water uh, stops on course, I can just make sure I drink there at each of those. And then when I get back into the pit, you know, drink another 16 ounces or so. Yes. And it worked out, worked out really well. I had noon, noon in my water, noon tablets in my water at the, in the pit. And then just drink the regular water out on course. And um, I want to say I had some little uh, cherry pies. Um, had some, <laughs> you know, like the pies you get at the gas station. Yeah, like the like the old uh, cubic pies, look kind of like that. Yeah. Um, they were Hostess ones, but I found them in the store, and they were they were mini cherry, uh, you know, mini pies. And I was like, oh, that's interesting. It said uh, each one was only a hundred calories. I was like, oh wow, how can they get a little a, a pie that's only 100 calories you know it's like uh like eating a goo basically and uh when you open it up you see why because they're so t- <laughs> they're so tiny they're good though i mean they worked well <laughs> um uh, course wise like i said the the running was really really cool uh really enjoyed the the trail section uh through the woods that so was probably half the course <laughs> and obstacle wise they didn't have they had pretty much everything except for Stairway to Heaven because they couldn't this year do the insurance reasons. They couldn't dig water pits, so they mm. couldn't have still water. They they still had water crossings, in, but it was in uh, a little creek and a and a pond. Um, but uh, they had cliffhanger, but the the monkey bars were not quite as high. You know, they usually go up to a pitch. So they weren't quite as high. So they they still had they had three rows like normal. One section was just basically flat and the other two were differing elevation changes. So one side had a pitch, but not not as much as normal. So Hmm. still kept it pretty safe because, you know, you're much closer to the ground. Yeah. So they had that. They had two rigs, one being, you know, just the normal Tarzan swing, which is always some crazy stuff. And then another rig that was a much simpler rig that it was um, it was only two lanes, which I know caused some some backups at some times. But it was um, just like a ring to a, two rings to a rope to another two rings. So it was just kind of something simple, but uh, still very far apart as they tend to do. So quite quite challenging still, you know, not it's, it sounds simple, but it's not as simple as. Uh, when when they're much closer together as uh, Spartan rigs tend to be, and then the the actual Tarzan rig had like a a, a ring to kind of like a not a ball but a, almost like a like a pear shape. No, nah, not quite a pear shape. Um, it was more of an oblong, like almost like a big egg or something like that. So it was an interesting hold, but I think it, was, it felt like it was wood, so it gripped really well. So you could actually swing on it with one hand, which is pretty pretty nice. 
And then they had, you, you may have seen this at some of the uh, previous races. It was a, a hanging kind of like, it looked like a steering wheel, but it was the attached at the middle. So like an upside oh, down, yeah, yeah. think of a upside down steering wheel. Mm -hmm. And so attached in the middle. So when you grab the outside of it, it would, you know, uh, bend over or flex, not flex, but, um, uh, lay over on one side or the other. Mm -hmm. So it, it, it worked well enough. Like you didn't have to grab both sides of it to keep it even. So you're able to just grab one side and just swing on with one hand. And then it went from there to a, uh, a hanging circular board that you could stand on. Like it was low enough that you could put your feet on it. So it was like a rope with a, a kind of a stool on the bottom of it. And so you'd stand on that and then grab the next object, which was, uh, like a like a cylinder, like a tapered cylinder uh, hold, which they've had before, and then from there to some bungee bungee ropes. So it was a pretty good, nice little challenging, uh, nice little challenging rig. Now it didn't give me really yeah. any trouble until the very last lap, where I felt like I was going to fall off of it on those bungee ropes. But other than that, it, you know, it was for anybody that's efficient with rigs it, it was it was pretty good nice just nice and challenging but still you know not nothing crazy since pretty especially doable. since it was dry say again so it was still pretty doable yeah and it, it was nice and dry out there the weather was so good it, it you know that in itself <laughs> makes for a big difference in, in a rig <laughs> um i feel like some of the girls were saying that it was their side was tougher than the guy's side i know they had like really? a vertical vertical pipe grip on theirs. I don't know. I didn't do it to say for sure, but I heard a couple, a couple of them saying that they're like, can we just do the guy side instead? <laughs> maybe they had them switched. Maybe, maybe they accidentally had all the guys running through the girl's side. Well, I they forgot the that they do that. Pink straps on the girl. Oh, the oh. <laughs> I don't identify with pink. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I forgot that they do uh they do girl side and guy sides of the rigs. Yeah. Well just that one. That's the only obstacle yeah. that they have. You know, they used to do Pegatron with the block in the middle for the ladies' okay. lanes, but they've they've gotten rid of that since as well. Huh. Which those girls are out there doing it, so you know, they've stepped up to the challenge for sure. That's awesome. Uh they had uh smooth criminal right at the finish. So that was kind of cool getting, you know, people that were there spectating we're able to watch that because that's always a kind of a neat looking obstacle seeing people jump between the the ninja steps at the beginning and then kind of jumping back and forth between the two i mean it's a pretty unique obstacle you don't really see much of anything else like that like yeah. it's kind of like a sideways dragon's back in a way yeah. that you gotta jump back and forth it between <laughs> it's like a dragon's yeah. back meets a rig yeah some bars some some holds yeah. some hanging holds kind of it's pretty neat other than that, the really most noticeable, notable things about it was they had, uh, you know, their standard um, balance obstacles, which give people trouble when they're not used to them. Like the, the Z-Beam, uh, poor Akash Garg. I don't know if you are familiar with him. I Have remember you? him from Worlds. I, I will never forget yeah. meeting him at Worlds for the first time a couple of years back. Yeah, so hang on, I'm letting traffic pass by so uh, 2018 at worlds our first you know first year in atlanta uh he was our our pit uh neighbor right next to us and um uh, 
So we got to know him a little bit there, and and I know our our pit got to know his pit probably even better than, yeah. than we did. <laughs> um, but yeah, super super sweet guy. Uh, I, I feel like you know every time I see him, even though we've only met a couple of times, it's still he's like super happy to see me. Like he just has this great love and energy about him. And I love that dude so much. And uh, so he was there. This was his first Concord gauntlet and he got to the Z beam and it was right after a water crossing. It's where you had to get, you know, basically, you know, submerged, basically not your head necessarily, but all the way in. And he was, he struggled with it for about 30 minutes. And that's, that's the only reason, which, you know, that's the race. So that's what it, it is. What it, I'm not going to say that. I hate to say it, but um, <laughs> that's what happened. <laughs> uh, but nonetheless, I, I feel like if he would have got that, there's no way I would ever, ever be able to beat him at, uh, you know, just a, a foot race for sure. Much less something with some some good rigs and everything, because dude's a dude's a beast. I mean, he ran 80 miles at Worlds that year, I believe. Yeah, I think that was his uh, first year too, right? Maybe so. I think so. Like that. And he's gone on to, you know, win like the Bone Frog uh, Elite Trident or whatever their uh, multi-lap yeah, race endurance. is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, tier one or whatever. I don't know. They got some some phrases for that stuff. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, dude's dude's pretty awesome. And it was really fun uh, because. I came in from, you know, feeling great. Lap four is done. I had all the time in the world to get a fifth lap in. So even my fourth lap was like, you know, you've got till two to start your last lap. So it was like, right. oh, I've got all the time in the world to do this lap. Obviously, somebody could pass me up. I don't know where everybody is. So I don't want to just slack and not, you know, go at all, you know, not go fast or not go at a decent pace. So I, I got mm-hmm. through the lap, you know, not pushing too hard. And then I, I came in and they're talking about how, uh, oh, Josh McCarty, my uh, friend there, he was he was ahead of me the entire time and he had completed four laps, too. But they were saying he was done. Like he was sitting there. He was like, yeah, I'm finished. I'm, I don't want to push it too hard for the 50 miler next weekend. <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> oh, well, guess I'll push it too hard instead. Um, so, so he's there, he's sitting and I'm like, all right, cool. Well, if Josh is in there, maybe I can actually possibly podium on this thing. So I, I take off and I'm just feeling great. Like, so excited that, you know, the race is almost over one last lap to go. You get to look at every obstacle and be like, yeah, it's the last time I'm going to do this one. And I'm like thinking I just get to take it easy and just kind of coast the, <laughs> the rest of the way in. And I get I, I feel like it's like maybe half a mile into the race, not even into the course. And I get to the um, uh, the Great Wall and um, I actually had to try a couple of times because, man, I was whipped at this point to get up to that first uh, that first jump, um, that first beam. And so I get up to the top and I step over and look back and there's a kosh. And I'm like, oh, my goodness, is he really behind me? <laughs> <laughs> and so I yelled out at him. I was like, oh, "Gosh, dude, what's up?" And uh, and I was like, "Dude, are you on your are you on your fifth lap?" And he's like, "Yeah." And I said, "Oh man, I don't know for sure, but I I, I think that we might be fighting for third place." And he's like, "Oh, oh. like you could tell he was kind of beat too." So he's like, "Oh no, I don't want to fight with you. Like, let's not fight, man." <laughs> and he's like, "I'll I'll give it to you." And I was like, "No, dude, bro, if you if you got the speed right now, I'm just." you know, maintaining my pace. So if you've got the speed, you take it. 
And uh, so I, I climb over the wall, hop on down, continue on. And, uh, and he's kind of chatting with me as he's climbing over as well. And he runs up and I kind of slow down and wait for him. And we, we shake hands and he's like, can I buy you? Can I, can I, uh, can we at least get a drink after this afterwards? You know, <laughs> just like, you know, uh, no, no, no harsh competition here. This is all, all friendly and everything. I was like, yeah, absolutely, man. You're, you're awesome. I love you. And so That's he continues on. He's like, all right, man, see ya, you know, and he goes and I'm like, well, there goes my, my third place. <laughs> and, uh, and then, so I'm, I'm, I'm just, you know, kind of dealing with that. It's like, wow, there, well, this lap's not going to be quite as fun as I had hoped, but, uh, it'll, it'll still be good and I'll, I'll just continue it out and it'll still be awesome that I did five laps. I'm, I'm very happy that I, that happened and I don't feel bad and all those other good things, you know, seeing the silver linings, of course. Yeah. And about two obstacles later, I, I, I see him going through the obstacles and I'm like, mm, you know, maybe, maybe I can, I'll, I'll I'm not going to slow down. Let me go ahead and just keep on my pace and, see if I can catch up to him at, at all. I'll see, you know, next couple of obstacles, I'll find out, you know, I'll see how fast he's going through. Them. Mm -hmm. So we get through cliffhanger and we get through uh, the rope climb and I'm kind of close to him. Like I'm not losing ground. So I'm like, oh, well, hmm, let's see. So we get to belly of the beast, which is the one where you normally walk up the plank and then you go down the rope un underneath the cargo net. And, they are they're doing it in reverse so you actually get under the cargo net first and then climb up and then go walk down the plank and so he does it first and there's a water station there so i'm, I'm getting some water and he falls off and he's like oh no i fell off and he starts he's he's about to start over but i think he stopped to get some some water after that so i was like well i'm gonna pass him right here so so i go ahead and i get on the obstacle and i i get up it pass him and you know he tells me good job and on I go. And I think for sure that he's going to be coming past me in like two seconds, you know, like he's going to pass me up right away. But I'm like, I got to I got to give it a little something. You know, I can't just let him just scoot on by me. I got to let me see how far I can open this gap up. And sure enough, I start pushing a little bit and he never, never catches up. So I get on to like to the next obstacle and I'm starting to look back and I can see where he's at. But he never actually catches up to me. So we go actually through a little wood trail section and then we get to um, the slack line and remembering <laughs> how much issues he had with the Z beam. I don't, I'm curious, like, is he still struggling with the, Z, the, the slack line? So I uh, scoot on through that real fast and think to myself, uh, you know, he might get stuck there. Uh, hopefully not, but uh, you know, so this is a, a trail run after that through the woods. And so I continue on. And, and honestly, I picked up the pace way more than I thought I would be able to and was able to keep uh, a gap on him. And so the whole time I'm like, I might be able to do this. I might actually be able <laughs> to. And, and also in my head, I'm thinking, man, he's got to be holding back for me. There's no way that he's not catching up to me. There's no way. So like, no I'm, way I'm still not. Can, no way would he give up that spot that easily. <laughs> I don't know, man. I like, I feel, I feel like he's that nice of a dude. <laughs> that, uh, like part of me he's still believes that he. He's, he's, he's competitive. <laughs> part of me believes he, he gave it to me, but he, he definitely, if that was true, he wouldn't admit it. I don't think. But, uh, <laughs> so yeah, I continued on and, um, 
you know, I would, there were sections like there was a sandbag carry through the woods and I noticed I could see him, you know, starting it when I was almost getting to the finish. So I kind of gauge how far ahead I was there. And I was like, man, I can really open up a gap here and here. And, uh, eventually towards the end, it's like, we've only got like a mile to go and he's got to be getting closer. I can't let him, you know, I can't lose us now. Like we're too close. And we get to the smaller rig and then right after it is Pegatron. And at this point I had done Pegatron the first round, the first lap, and I was able to complete it. Very, very happy and proud of that. Cause I hadn't really been working, um, upper body or, or pull-ups or anything lately. Um, really kind of slacked off on that <laughs> this year. Uh, but I, I was able to get through it and, um, the next laps, I gave it a single try every lap and, um, would you know get about halfway through and fall off or something or mess up and so i go ahead and just do the uh obstacle just to not waste time uh, or the penalty to not waste time and just get through it which is not a, a, a it's not a joke of a penalty you know 30 burpees is uh, a pretty good till 30 burpees. a pretty good penalty but it is 30 atlas burp or 15 atlas burpees and 15 thrusters so it's hard to say how comparable it is to just straight up 15, uh, 30 burpees, but it's 30 movements with an Atlas ball, a 20 pound Atlas mm-hmm. ball. So it's, you know, it, it takes a, a minute and then definitely takes it out of you. So I'm sitting there doing, <laughs> doing the penalty and, uh, I, I start doing them facing away from Pegatron, looking behind to see where, <laughs> where he's at. <laughs> and he catches up to me, uh, when I'm, getting pretty close to being done. So we're at the Pegatron doing the Atlas uh, uh, movements at the same time. And he goes straight into them. He doesn't even try Pegatron. And I'm thinking, should I have even tried it myself? <laughs> I was like, I had to try just because I feel bad if I don't just try. Um, yeah. So he, uh, you know, we're there doing them together and, and I get done and I'm like, I guess kind of taking a breather. And he's like, you better go. <laughs> He's like, I'm going to catch you. And uh, I was like, I thought you didn't want to fight. He's like, well, I'm still going to race you, man. I was like, oh, dang it. (laughs) So, uh, so I, I, I pushed and um, I I had a, you know, a better, better lap time than I did the two previous laps. Because you actually, actually, (laughs) yeah. Oh yeah. It made a big difference and it it made me work for it. And it it was not the last lap that I was expecting. Uh, but I was, I was proud that I did that. You know, it wasn't exactly fun at the time, but (laughs) I was, I was, uh, pretty happy with my performance and and being able to actually push through and get to the finish, uh, in a, in a faster, faster pace. So it was pretty cool. Um, but yeah, he, he came through at the end there. And of course we had big old hug and everything and, and (laughs) I pulled out the third place and, um, they didn't, they didn't do a podium picture for it though. That was kind of sad, but it was Scott was first and Doug Snyder, who obviously is a, a killer. He had five laps as well and, mm-hmm. and uh, probably about an hour faster than I did. <laughs> so pretty awesome race. Good time. Uh, you would podium at that race. <laughs> you did. And I was so, I, I just did not, did not even think it possible to be honest, but, <laughs> but then I started to talk about all these people that I dropped out and I was like, Oh man, I might actually do this. That's crazy. And you lucked out because that weather was amazing. And then y'all had incredible weather again the following weekend whenever y'all ran your 50 miler. Yep. Next weekend was honestly even more. It was better because we weren't getting in water. 
because it was actually a little, little, little chillier. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, we can get into all of that, uh, later on, but so let, let's do this. You know, we're getting kind of close to an hour. We got, we got what, about 10, 15 minutes left. Something like that. Um, <clears throat> before we get into talking about the 50 miler, which was an amazing time, uh, we're going to save that for possibly tomorrow. We'll see. And now let's go ahead and talk about, um, just two things real quick and then we'll, we'll wrap this one up and maybe kick this one out the door and, you know, bring up another one tomorrow. Um, Evan gave, uh, us a giveaway code for his book for the audible, um, you know, an audible copy, uh, an, e, uh, an e-book, not an e-book, an uh, audible book, an audio, audio book. <laughs> My goodness. There you go. <laughs> An audible audio. Yeah. Uh, so we got one to give away. He enjoyed the the review and um, kind of had some funny things to say about uh, the, you know, me talking about the people that didn't care for him. <laughs> uh, we, had a, we had a nice conversation about, you know, maybe people should try. Um, actually, you know, people talk about Conquer Gauntlet and how it's a backwoods race and everything. It's like, well, maybe they should try it. And there he's absolutely right. They should. It is a blast of a race. And usually the people that are saying those kind of things just haven't done it yet yeah, or haven't really even looked into it. Um, but so, yeah, we had a little fun conversation about all that stuff afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> but it gave us a code and we're going to just keep this real simple. I'm going to post this episode with the information about that. So all, all people are going to have to do is just whoever comments on the, the post on Facebook and Instagram will be entered for the giveaway. And then whenever, uh, you know, we, after we get it posted, then we'll announce the winner on the, whatever the next episode is after that. So look forward for that. It'll be in the post to say, remind everybody, Hey, we're having this giveaway. Go ahead and comment here. If you are interested in getting a, a copy of Evan's book, which is pretty Facebook good. Or Instagram. Yes. Both of those. Both of those. Platforms. And yep. Yeah, what? <laughs> Both what was that last thing? Facebook and Instagram, both platforms. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah you know, uh, before we talk about the last thing here, I, I did, that reminds me of you saying that Zencaster, while it is recording a, uh, a separate audio for both of us, it does still seem like it cuts out. You know, when I'm talking and you're talking at the same time, it'll cut it out. So I, I can't quite hear you as well. And it doesn't quite pick up as well. And I, I need to ask Evan. And, you know, he may hear this and I, I do need to remember to ask him anyway, because I was just listening to an episode of his on the way uh, back from work and noticed that when they talked over each other, it sounded good. So I want to ask what what platform he's using for recording, because um, if it's something something good, we need to adopt it. Yeah, I, d- I did forget about that with Zencaster, because I remember whenever we first started this, I, re- I remember. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um. But that also reminds me to mention that our the 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 site that we use for um, merch is called Spreadshop, and it's been pretty good. We've been able to use that for giving giveaways very easily. It's pretty awesome. Um, but I, I used it to create the shirts for our fifty miler, and I noticed that there was like some you could kind of see where the print was laid down and they had like, you know, a little bit of extra ink and it might wash off after you wash the shirts. I'm not sure, but 
it didn't come out as great as I had hoped. And um, Mark got his mug and it you could, again, kind of see where the label, where the print was. There was just like a big bar mm-hmm. instead of just being a nice flat sheen. So that reminds me that the OCR report is going to be launching. And I, I don't think I'm speaking out of turn here. I think this is OK. They're going to be launching uh, a, a merch store on Threadless. So we've already got that stuff started. And once it uh, gets published and it's out there, we're going to switch over from Spreadshop to have our stuff in there as well. And I know I've seen Threadless around for a while, so I do believe that they are probably a better quality product and just a better site in general. Um, So look forward to that because all of our stuff coming out will be basically the things we have now, you know, good next level shirts like that brand, those good shirts, some performance T-shirts. That is going to be awesome. But then we can expand into so many more products that Spreadshop doesn't have. So um, not only stickers and buttons and just all the typical stuff, but a bunch of crazy stuff, too. So <laughs> I can't wait to get some just really random things with OCR talk. on them. <laughs> OCR talk mask. <laughs> yeah, that that's one of them for sure. I probably won't get that one. Though. No, but if, if you want one, you can. No, I think I'll pass. <laughs> All right. Well, before we wrap this up, let's uh, one thing I wanted to talk about was something I saw on uh, on Facebook, random sitting at home, saw um, I think it was like early morning. I was up playing video games or something and saw a Facebook live from. Oh, darn. Mud gluts and mud guts and glory, maybe. No, shoot. (laughs) Dang it. I can't remember. Anyway, it was uh, a UK um, obstacle group. And they were doing a live stream of some UK time trials. So they were having the UK OSF Southern time trial finals that day. So I thought it was really cool how they had used this, this facility, like a, as like a training facility, as a uh, place to have an event. So they made it to where for the um, not the you know like, like the regionals or whatever, like the run up to the the finals people were able to go out and set their times on this course, you know, as they could, I guess. And then they took the fastest times and then had everybody run it again, but in one day. So they would take turns, you know, like the athlete will come, take their turn, do the course. And then once it was over, uh, because they only had like several people doing it that day, since it was all the, uh, the top people. And so they just did the finals all in one day and like, uh, you know, Facebook Live did and all and looked like a lot of fun and just a great way to, you know, have a an event in this uh, in this COVID times. So that was pretty cool. Pretty cool to see. I didn't catch that. That must have been really early in the morning. <laughs> well, even earlier for you, right? So. Right. <laughs> so I <can> the night. <laughs> I'm going to try and see if I can remember what the. You know, there there's a, a lot going on in, in the UK for uh, obstacle course racing, and we don't get to see a lot of it. You know, Mudstacle had their stuff for a while, and I think may, maybe they're still going, but we really don't see enough of it. So I do really appreciate whenever that stuff pops up. I really miss watching, like, the toughest events. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, so I do remember seeing this guy whenever OCR Worlds was, was there. He was... Uh, the same guy that was live streaming was one of the ones that I had seen 
when OCR World was in London, and he was doing some live streaming from there too. I'm, I'm trying to look back through my feed. I'm not seeing it pop up. So sorry to UK guys that uh, I can't remember the name of your group. Apologies. Mud and Glory, everything OCR. I was close. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you added a little. I feel like Mud. Mud guts and glory is somebody else. So that might be yeah, a, a, like an actual thing. I just don't know where. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, Anna, anything else you want to share before before we go? Um. Nope. I got nothing. <laughs> All right. Cool. I did so, get the promotion though. Yay! You did. I did. What? Well, tell us more. What does that mean? Uh, what are you doing? Can you talk about it right now? Like, is that yeah. uh, okay for your job? Because yeah. you're at. <laughs> no, <it's laughs> is it okay to say you're where you are? <laughs> no, it's the same. Same people I'm working for, but um, we're opening up our new facility. Oh, in a few weeks, few months, weeks, I don't know. Um, but they were hiring, they're starting to hire like their staff and for their new building um, because the building that we're in now was just like a temporary procedure space, outpatient okay. space. So we're, um, they're building a new building in like downtown Denver. Um, and so I'll be the director of nursing at that building. <laughs> nice. Yeah. So does that mean you won't be so much hands-on anymore? You'll be doing more just directing or? Um, for these first few months before we open, I'm going to be doing a lot of like the really mundane procedural stuff, like policies <laughs> and reviewing protocols and, um, safety measures and all that fun stuff. Um, but then once we open, we're going to be looking to hire people and going to be involved in that process and, um, you know, working out our workflows and everything and inventory and all that fun stuff. But yeah, I will be able to be hands on a little bit. Um, yeah. Cause I'm sure I'm going to have to help out here and there, especially whenever we're, we start training mm -hmm. people. Um, yeah, but yeah, I'm really excited true. about it. Good. I well, con well congratulations. Like... That's fantastic. <laughs> we uh, give you a big old OCR. Oh man, I could put in a. Uh, if I can remember, I'll put in some uh, some clapping right here. Congratulations! <laughs> big old OCR applause. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So you are at at this moment. You're still expecting to be able to record again tomorrow. Is that the case? Yeah. yeah in fact, tomorrow. Um, I think I should be good. Yeah. Should be good for around the same. Well, sweet. Everybody yeah. can look forward to a couple of back-to-back -back episodes here. It's going to be awesome. That's never happened All with right. us before. <laughs> probably not. Probably not. Well, yeah, yeah right. So we had that one episode that was insanely long that I had to cut into right. three, but it still came out, you know, a little longer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All oh, right. Well, thanks, everybody. <laughs> Say again. I said those Enya episodes. Oh, man, I miss those. <laughs> All right, everybody. Thanks for listening. Follow us in a talk. Look forward to another episode coming out very shortly after this one. And comment if you want Evan's book. See ya. Later.
Declan, you want to say hello? No. Bye.